Hello and welcome back to another episode of the What Do You Think of That podcast. In today's episode, we will be covering the Amazon original series, Invincible. Now, a quick little disclaimer, I know that it's not a Amazon original technically, as Invincible has been a comic for years. Um, I have yet to read it. I would like to at some point. So I will put that disclaimer in there. Uh, I went into the series completely new to it. I knew a few things just from prior research, but otherwise, all of my opinions on the show are completely fresh. Uh, so if you're a longtime fan of the series and of just Invincible in general, just be aware that I am not an expert in this whatsoever. All right, that aside. What are my th thoughts on the show? I really liked this show. I think that it is a... Hmm, what's a good way to put it? It's engaging in a way that I haven't seen a show be in a long time. Granted, it is a shorter series. There's only like eight episodes, I think. Um, so they don't have to fill out 23 episodes and end up putting in a bunch of filler. But as an animated series, I feel like it is... Uh, if you've watched anything like Batman the Animated Series or um, Justice League Unlimited, it is similar to those shows. Um, and so you, if you like those shows, you will definitely like this show. But unlike those shows, there's not as many filler episodes or episodes which are tied only completely to themselves i mean there's a couple i think episode five or six is one but for the most part it's all connected to each other there's some nitpicky things i could get into like sometimes the animation is a little mm, leaves some room for improvement um definitely seems like the budget went into the cast of voice actors which is amazing by the way and lesson to the animation there are some basically cardboard cutouts uh, quote-unquote of characters just kind of moving around the screen in some scenes but it's not terrible like you can ignore that because they're short enough segments i do have to say and i know that I, this is now like two or three minutes into the podcast and so if you're going to watch this show, I will say you'll like it if you liked Justice League Unlimited or Batman the Animated Series or any of those early animated TV series. But this show is definitely more for an adult audience. The graphic level of this show is obscene. There is a lot of gore. And if you can't get around that, that's fine. But just be aware that that is... A thing in this show uh, I went into it knowing that was a thing so it didn't catch me off guard there are some parts where if you know kind of where to be prepared for it you can kind of get around it um, but I don't think that it's obscene gore in a way that it's just added gore for the sake of adding gore I think that the way that they use um, the graphic content is story driven like there are parts where especially on mark grayson who's invincible his first outing as a superhero 
like people die and it's super graphic but it has an effect on him that helps grow his character so it's in ways like that it affects you as the audience but it also has implications to the story it's not like we're gonna add gore just so that this could be an adult show or we're gonna add gore just because we think it'd look cool like there's legitimate reasons for it being that way and i actually like that um i i said this in the last episode about deathstroke because that is also a very gory film um less so than invincible by a long shot but it is still there is a lot of of uh bloody content and in that it doesn't quite have as much impact to the story so if you're going to compare like what I'm talking about, that one has less of it. I don't think that that one has an obscene amount for no reason either. Um, I think that that fits the character, and so it should be. Uh, with Invincible, it more fits the story, and it should be, if that makes sense. Some other little things. I like the animation style. The characters in the show were great. Um, I feel like there's only maybe one or two characters that I feel like weren't written super well. And when I get into my character breakdowns, I'll, I'll go into more detail with that. Uh, and let's see. What else could I say about that? I don't really have to say much else. Um, I'm saying go watch it if you haven't because it is totally worth it. If you have a day or two to just sit down and binge watch this show, absolutely go and do it. This show is super engaging. The story is great. There's a lot of parts in the show. I'm not a very emotional person in the way that like I cry when I see a film. This show legit almost made me cry so many times because of how well written the characters and the overarching story is. So if I was to give a spoiler free review, that's it. Go watch this before listening to the rest of the podcast. It is absolutely worth your time and then whether you choose to come back to this podcast or not is totally up to you. With that said, this is my spoiler warning. Everything ahead of this will be talking major spoilers for the show, and there are a lot. So this is my warning to turn off the podcast. If you haven't watched the show, go watch the show first, then come back, and I'll have it. If, you go, if you're listening on Anchor Podcasts, you can just skip straight to the after the spoiler-free review. Okay, so, like, everybody dies. Like, everyone. No, obviously that's a joke. I'm kidding. But a lot of people actually do die in this show. It is crazy. And the end of episode one where Omni-Man kills the knockoff Justice League is absolutely ridiculous. I was expecting it going into it because I had done some research on the TV show before I started watching. But dang, that is an absolutely crazy way to start off a film or a TV show. This is a TV show, not a film. Let me get that out there. Okay, so so Omni-Man is definitely a twist villain. But he's a different twist villain than most twist villains because we know that he's a villain from episode 1. The way that he's a twist villain is that the people in the show don't know that he's a twist villain. They think that he's a hero, and then only in about episode 5 or 6 do they start realizing that he's not the best guy. He's not the guy that they thought he was. So, as a story choice, I absolutely love that. I was 
shocked ish i mean i knew it was gonna happen but still to do it at the end of episode one which let me tell you episode one is verbatim almost pg until that last scene where omni-man killed the guardians so if you didn't know beforehand it is a complete shock because it is so different from everything else. And Omni-Man seems like a just kind of genuinely nice guy from the beginning. And so he kills the Guardians and then you as the audience are left with the question of why he killed the Guardians. And we don't learn that until episode 8. So there's a whole show in between him killing the Guardians and you learning why the heck he did it. And that, I think, is just a great choice as a mystery to keep your audience involved in your show because you want to know, oh, why did this thing happen? Like, we can clearly see he did it, but maybe he's not a bad guy. Maybe he had a reason. Like, he knew that the Guardians were really a, a bad group of people and they were just pretending to be good. Or maybe it's not, but, like, maybe, you know, you want to justify it a little bit, especially from a character who is a essentially Superman who is traditionally a, a good character and definitely a superhero. So it's it's just, uh, I cannot say enough good things about this show because I absolutely love it. And you'd know this about me if you were a, well, I say long time, it's only been about four weeks. But if you were a long time follower of me, you'd know because I'm a total Batman nerd, really anything DC or Marvel comics. So to have another show about superheroes that's so well written is just crazy to me and I am so psyched for season two and like I said earlier I want to read the graphic novel because I've heard that it's good um, and I've heard that season one is only like a fraction of the total story of Invincible so that's definitely something I want to check out Past the end of episode one, we have some other little things that I really like. I am um, we have Invincible, who throughout the series we learn is quite vincible and definitely does not live up to the name his name because he gets beat up almost to the point of death, probably like ten times. So that's like a, a time and a quarter per episode ish if I was to average it and it parallels a little bit like he it reminds me of the Peter Parker story like you have your high school teen who just got his powers he's learning to be a superhero but at the same time you also have that his dad is Omni-Man and throughout the series like Omni-Man's trying to teach him how to be a superhero which is crazy considering that we know that Omni-Man has killed the Guardians and then Invincible is now like working with what would eventually become the new Guardians at the time it was what was their name Teen Team or something like that um, and we'll get into into that in a minute but there was a lot of just great scenes between Invincible and Omni-Man where they were learning where like Invincible was learning his powers that I feel like in normal superhero media like we get to see them get their powers and then we get probably a f five minute at most montage and i say this in my podcast with garrett graff on batman begins because it's something that i feel like that movie did decently well 
was that like we see a montage of them training and then suddenly they're this incredible superhero invincible doesn't do that invincible a like by the end of the series he's not a professional superhero by any means he gets the snot beat out of him and barely survives only because omni-man remembers that you know mark is his son and that he actually loves him and so he flies away into space otherwise i mean invincible's dead like there's there is no way he was beating omni-man so it's it's a choice that i really appreciated that he would like we see him training we see him and omni-man throwing a baseball in the sky around the planet we see that him learning to fly and we see that he doesn't know how like that's the one part that i feel like we see him really struggling and then suddenly he's really good at but even at the end of the first episode when invincible takes on his first bad guy after he's got his suit like if you watch that scene he flies and he tackles the guy but then he like kind of flails around in the air after the impact so like he's still not perfect at it he has a little bit more of a grip on it but you know he's not an expert i mean by the end of the series he's a pretty decent flyer but yeah and then we have you know a couple different subplots we have the whole mark and amber and maybe mark and eve love triangle type thing uh that one wasn't as big of a thing for me i didn't really enjoy that partly because amber's character i feel like is really inconsistently written and i'll get into that a little later we also have a couple episodal plots that sort of tie into the main plot but i mean the one that we're all here for is the omni-man plot so it's not that they're boring it's just not really one that i super enjoyed um we also see like we have cecil and his investigation into the murder of the guardians of the globe we have uh invincible's mom I cannot remember her, uh, Deborah, I think is her name. Um, her investigation into Omni-Man as she f- learns that he's not the guy that she married. Um, and then just Invincible in his day-to-day introductory into the life of a superhero type of stuff. And all of those plots are interesting to watch, especially because it helps with the character development of these characters. Like we get to see kind of how they think. And while Cecil is like a knockoff Nick Fury type character, uh, he's still different in ways that um, make his character interesting and engaging. Deborah's like, this is the first show that made me invested in the relationship of the main character's parents. Like normally, I don't really care. But in this show, it was something that I was like, if Omni-Man's evil, like, what what does that mean for Mark's mom? So that's definitely something that I did not expect from the show at all. And then, of course, we have Mark's day-to-day superhero life. And as he learns to be a superhero and, you know, gets beat up all the time. And as I said earlier, like, learns that he can't save everyone or that people are just going to die 
because of the life that he lives. That, like, aliens attack. A massive army of aliens from another planet. And yeah, some people are going to die, and that's terrible. Uh, Captain America, I think, actually has a quote about that. You know, sometimes you can't save everyone, but you still do your best. Uh, and so it's interesting to see a character kind of struggle with that because I feel like that's something that we don't see in common media. But maybe that's just because I haven't watched enough good TV shows because that's also a decent possibility. A lot of my comic book knowledge is also from like the 60s and like golden age superheroes. So I guess the last part of the plot that I'd want to get into is the last two episodes because episode seven ends off on a cliffhanger um, where we we just like well we've known but Mark just learns that Omni-Man has killed the Guardians of the Globe because he kills the Immortal again. I'm not 100% sure why the Immortal thought that he could take on Omni-Man alone and win since he took him on with a team and lost. I mean, granted, um, it was by surprise, so there is that. But still, I mean, let's just uh, think a little bit. And I know that I'm queuing up for a think mark kind of thing but that's not what I was going for that was just eh, whatever and then of course yeah we have the invincible versus omni-man fight which is crazy and definitely very graphic especially the subway scene um yeah that's uh whoo that's a it's a very graphic scene and I can only imagine how horrible it would be to be in Mark's situation there. Because he's, like, people are literally dying by running into him. And he can't do anything about it. Because, you know, Omni-Man is way stronger. And, yeah. And that it's his dad doing this, too. Like, ugh. I can only imagine how horrible that is. And then, of course, you know, that end bit where um, Omni-Man's like, why, like, what is worth being on Earth after a thousand years when everything's turned to dust? What would you have? You know, there's that scene. That scene was one of the ones that almost made me cry. Like, that scene literally broke me. I just that whole story because it it pulls you in super well that you get invested in it like really invested in it so yeah if if i was to talk about the plot anymore you wouldn't even have to watch the series because i could talk for hours about this but i'm not gonna because i have other plans for this podcast so getting into some character reviews i'm not going to do my t traditional big three of tv because there's not a clear main three. So I'll definitely talk about Invincible and Omni-Man first. Because the show and the plot revolves around the two of them. 
and then I'll probably count everybody else as minor breakdowns because I have less to say about them and they have less significance to the show. I will still talk about them, but just less. So starting off with the show's title character, of course, Invincible. As I've said, I really like how they did his character that, one, we see him getting his powers. We get a clear explanation as to how we see him learning and that he doesn't just immediately become the expert superhero. Um, we see his struggles. We see what he's thinking and we just get invested in his character and I feel like there's not many shows that do that well. So just as a character and his voice actor, I can't remember the name of the guy right now, but it just does an amazing job. We They balance his high school life and his superhero life and his relationships between both of those and him figuring out that his dad is, you know, evil and that Viltrum is not the planet that he was told it was. Crazy. Crazy and well-written. And that is a combination that we don't see very often. So. <sighs> I'm losing words. The second I turn on my microphone to record a podcast, I lose 100 IQ points. I kid you not. I have a whole plan for what I'm going to talk about. And then as soon as I start recording, I cannot remember for the life of me what I wanted to talk about. But getting back into Mark Grayson, I parallel him a lot with other superheroes that I know of. Spider-Man being one of them, as I mentioned before. And of course, you know, and not just because of the name similarity, but Robin slash Nightwing. Um, because I feel like he has a very similar charm to to Invincible. And then, of course, you, you got to compare him to other characters that are a little bit more similar as far as powers go. Like, uh, I could say Superboy, because I guess that'd be a more realistic comparison. Omni-Man is clearly a parallel of Superman, and when I start talking about his character, I will get into that. Um, but I think that just... The fact that they could write a high school superhero and not delve into all the stereotypical tropes that come with that. I mean, they did some, but not all of them. And I feel like to have a character that doesn't do that and is well written is just amazing to me. And so I definitely take that into consideration as I'm as I'm thinking about characters. And I think that Invincible not only is a good show, but is a good character. That's the best I could put it. So Omni-Man is our villain, but he's also a hero. And so it's interesting to look at him like that. I think that his character is really well written. Because, of course, we know that he's a bad guy from the end of episode one. But on top of that, there's little things here and there that we see his character do that's like, hmm... That's not normal. Some notable ones would be after he goes to that planet and he destroys it and he says, Earth is not yours to conquer. It's like, 
the way you worded that, are you saying that it's yours to conquer? Because that's not normal. And then also, like, when he goes out to... I don't remember if it was just on a lunch date or just, like, a vacation-type deal with uh, Invincible's mom. I guess I could just say his wife. And the dragon is attacking the city in the background. She's like, why aren't you going and stopping him? And he's like, oh, well, someone else could figure it out. It's like, that's not normal. Maybe we should be concerned about this guy. And so I think, and especially J.K. Simmons does an excellent job voicing the character. You can tell that all the actors in this series got really into it and just put on a phenomenal show. And that's not something you see very often, especially in animated TV series these days. <clears throat> not going to mention any names, but... <coughs> Teen Titans Go! <coughs> and I know that it's because it's geared towards children and Invincible is very much not. And maybe it's just that I'm growing up and have a different taste for shows. But, I mean, I rewatched Avatar The Last Airbender in Love did. Even as an adult, I'm rewatching Batman the Animated Series and I'm absolutely loving it. And maybe that's just because I'm a diehard Batman fan. But still, to have an animated series that's so well written that even as an adult I enjoy it, that's hard to come by. So some other characters that I guess I should talk about. Cecil, as I mentioned, he's kind of just Nick Fury. He's different in a few ways. I think we get to see more of him than we do of his types of character. And we get to see him slowly figuring out who killed the Guardians. And at first, he doesn't want to admit that it could be Omni-Man who did it. But, you know, eventually he admits that it is. But he wants to keep it kind of on the down low so he can try and figure out how to stop him. So that's kind of all I have to say about Cecil. Of course, Invincible's mom, I've already talked about a little bit. I think that her arc figuring out that Omni-Man is evil, and particularly that he killed the Guardians, is quite interesting. Other than that, I mean, we don't see her character a whole lot. Robot and the other teen team, eventually new Guardians of the Globe, I think are interesting characters i'd like to see a little bit more of them before i really go in depth with their character i think that rex really embodies that kind of jerk character that you're not supposed to like a uh, robot is quirky in ways that are enjoyable um and then a lot of the other characters we just really don't see that often outside of like episode five and then a little bit in every other episode adam eve is an interesting character she doesn't join the other Guardians of the Globe. She actually, I think, gave up being a superhero in the traditional sense. I'm interested to see more of her character. And I know that she has a pretty big part in the comics, and when I eventually read that, I will figure out what that is. Um, generally, I just think that it's a they're interesting characters. The Mauler twins are kind of neat. I'll be honest, I kind of got bored with their subplot well i mean it's theirs and robots but still kind of got bored of it 
And that's about all the characters that I can think of that really need to be talked about. I mean, there's other characters, and I think that everybody sells their performance, and I'm not discrediting that there are other characters, but those are all the ones that I really wanted to touch on in the podcast, and so, yeah. So for the fun part of the podcast, I'm going to do a favorite scene segment. So my favorite scene in Invincible is between, well, I mean, there's a lot of good scenes, but I don't want to pick one that's heavily plot involved, because I feel like that's, like, those are supposed to be really good, impactful scenes. I kind of want to pick one that's more just kind of a fun scene. Um, So if I, I have a couple, if I had to pick one, it'd maybe be the Guardians of the Globe tryouts. And a little bit of the scene afterwards. Because I think that that's just a fun scene. Um, other scenes that I liked were were a lot of the scenes with Mark training with Omni-Man. Um, most of them from the first episode, I think, would probably be true. Which is a good thing, because your pilot episode is supposed to get you hooked. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I got to say. As far as scenes go, I apologize. This fun segment bit has been a little lackluster, especially just in the past couple episodes in general, as I try and figure it out. Um, I'm making, as I said in the last episode, I'm making it up as I go and just trying to find out what would be fun and engaging. So give me a little bit of a time to figure things out before making harsh judgments on the podcast. Uh, If you want to see more Invincible content by me, I just put out a video on YouTube. Or, I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, it might not be out yet. It comes out at 2 p.m. PST, so that'll be in like a couple hours-ish. So go check that out. Anyways, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I'm not really sure if there's a follow option for this or not, but tune in every Friday. At 8 a.m., I'm going to try and consistently keep putting these out. So far, so good. And, yeah. Thanks for listening.